Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. You should absolutely go to sospresents.com and check out our show Magma. Magma, it's a recording of our show from the Comedy Festival last year, and it's got lots of good jokes in it. Magma. I I laugh, Alastair, George William Tromley Birchall, only because that ended up sounding like a lot of the music that I listened to. Really? Do you listen to sort of what, like a lot of like stuff that's based in the plains of, I don't know, in the African savanna or something? That's exclusively what I listen to. No, I, I have a few albums of like world folk music yeah. from like the Caribbean and uh, other areas. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, Pete Seeger, whose father was a musicologist when he would go around the world. Um, you yeah. know, he'd bring back a lot of this kind of stuff. He was right into it, right into it. Did he, did he go and live with tribes and stuff like that all and record that, them? All that kind of stuff, yeah, recording the tribes. Basically, did it's he, like a new frontier of cultural appropriation. Once you've appropriated did, all the known cultures, you have mm, to go and discover some as-yet-undiscovered peoples uh, and appropriate even, their culture. Even cultures that don't know about themselves. They don't know themselves. They haven't achieved self-awareness. Uh, that's why people are so keen to get to those sentinel islands where those people um, attack everyone with spears if they even try and land on the island. It's because mm-hmm. they could have all sorts of, all sorts of culture. They yeah, might have they've got- some new beats, some new rhythms. They've got some great tunes that mm. they don't want to share with nobody. They don't want to be ripped off by Robin Thicke. They don't want us to rap over them. <laughs> <laughs> or under them. We go there, we steal their un- unwrapped over beats, unwrapped beats. We're going, we're going on a track hunt. We're going on a track hunt. I'm mm. not scared. Oh, it's the Sentinel Islands. <laughs> They've got us. Oh, they've got they've got a new beat. We can't rap over it. We can't oh, rap yes. under it. We're gonna have to rap through it. Oh, they're throwing a spear. It's not going over me. It's not going <laughs> oh, under God. me. Oh, it went through it's going me. Through me. So <laughs> um, sketching that. Um, Sorry, I had to go and turn off the air conditioner, which I'd realised I'd left on in the room. So the the soothing hum, soothing yeah. hum, uh, mm-hmm. which had been playing under the initial portion of the podcast, is now being replaced with the beep and the unnecessarily new, noisy shutdown sounds of my air conditioning unit. That's great. Um, mm. Is there a sketch in anything that we just spoke about, do you think? Well, I mean... There is, you know, I think there's something in this in this in this in this area. Um, I think maybe just the idea that because if you make it about white people, yes, they just they want to go there so that they can appropriate their music and use it in their DJ sets. I think this is already something, you know, like you know, it's, you, you look at the ancient intrepid uh, explorers who were probably deeply evil people going into mm-hmm. unknown areas and, you know, describing the wonders therein or stealing the gold and spreading disease, you know, whichever way you want to look at it, okay? Uh, that, but with, with, with music, with the new sound, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, want to, you want to bring back the new sound or possibly a new dance move. 
Oh, be imagine a new that. Dance imagine craze. coming home. Imagine coming home with the next Macarena or the next <laughs> the next ketchup song. Exactly. The next hamster dance. Can oh, you imagine? Yeah. Um very good. I mean, I can imagine that you could come home with something as complicated as the floss that only kids can do, you know? Yeah, isn't it amazing that they're floss natives, those kids? They're flossing? Yeah, they're flossing. They're able to do that instinctively (laughs) Mm. from birth. And I think it's, yeah, it's like the higher frequency. You know, I've seen footage of Ted Dance and trying to learn it. It didn't seem like it was going well. And if, and if and if Ted Danson can't do it, a man whose surname is literally Danson, Danson Danson, <laughs> if he can't do it, <laughs> what hope do we have? You know what I saw? I saw Ted not dance. Really? I saw. <laughs> yeah. I saw Ted struggling. <laughs> Ted struggling. Yeah, That's... Ted struggling. That's a good name. We write that down. That's Who the, is Ted that's struggling? Like when we went to that comedy night and there was a guy whose comedy character was Wonty Nelson as a parody of Willie Nelson. Uh, oh. Remember that? I don't remember that. That was one of the worst nights of your life, Alastair. <laughs> can't believe you don't remember it. Ooh. We went to an open mic night down oh. in... Port Melbourne or something like that, or Williamstown. Yeah, I think I do remember. It was like an an older guy, right? Yeah, an older guy. He was one of the guys running the room, and he had a a sort of a a dreadlock hat that he'd made out of the ends of skipping ropes, and he put that Mm -hmm. on, and he did, and I I can't remember at all what the act was. I guess he was probably singing if he was doing some sort of parody of Willie Nelson Mm -hmm. called Won'ty Nelson. Won'ty. Willie Wonty. Were, were the dreads starting to make it more of a Rasta thing or I or did he I don't I don't he, I don't know. Yeah, did he miss miss imagine that Willie Nelson was Rasta? Was just is Willie Nelson does he sing on the road again? Is that Willie Nelson? Yeah, on the road again, yeah. I think he might have done a parody of that. Sure, what yeah. What could it have been on, though? On the bong again? It really could have been. It could have been that. <laughs> yeah. Just can't wait. Get on the bong again. But we, we watched that and then we watched the guy who we'd given a lift down to this gig with who had previously been a one-liner comedian. He decided he wasn't going to do any of his one-liner jokes. He was going to try and riff a bit about going to the ice cream shop. We watched, so we mm. watched Wernty Nelson. We watched that guy riffing a bit. And then a guy from the audience got up and told some jokes and did the best of anybody <laughs> on the night so far. And then I think you left. I think like you were maybe the angriest I've ever seen you. <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed to go up that night? I don't think so. I think you were very, you were just really uncomfortable with how the whole thing was playing out. Yeah, right. And well, good. maybe angry at me for bringing you into this situation. It was... But I think I, I, I imagine I wanted to check out a new room or something like that. Um, or you wanted to check out a new room or we were going to ask for gigs, but then we were like, oh, no, this is a terribly run thing. Yeah, it was beyond it was beyond um, even our low, low standards of, of entertainment. Anyway... Now, in that, is there anything, do you think Ted Struggling would have done well there? I think if it had been exclusively parody characters, a real parody paradise, um, uh, yeah, you know, it, it could, have been, could have been that kind of a night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, did a, I did a joke... I had an idea ages ago. I think it might have even mentioned it on the podcast where mm-hmm. I was like, imagine this, it's the Eurovision speech contest and it, people get up and they lip sync to famous speeches, right? 
Yeah. And I've realized that's basically what TikTok has become in a big way. So yeah. I was sort of suggested it as a, I, I, I like to think, I hope, a so bad it's good idea um, mm. in jest on the podcast years ago. And now yeah. it's um, it's become a, you know, cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Now, we could be ahead of the curve, you know. I, mean, I think maybe on that one you were like right on the curve. Yeah, probably. Probably just repeating and something so I'd already seen. We could we could be ahead of the curve by finding something that lips do <laughs> that we could sync our lips up with that the kids haven't uh, haven't really yet thought good. Of. Well, okay, yeah. here's here's an idea. Lips they open yeah. and shut. What else opens and shuts? Sliding doors at um, you know, airports and malls and other sort of, you know, pedestrian mm-hmm. areas. You know, if you turn your mouth on the side, okay, yes. it starts to look a little bit like automated sliding doors. Okay. That's you good. do some sort of screen by screen comparison of uh, the doors opening at a famous mm-hmm. um uh walk through area. Okay, you see the people going in, and then like as people go in 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 the video that's actually of the doors, you put chips into your mouth. You open your mouth and you put chips in, right? So they oh, yeah, look like good. people walking in, and it's all it's all synced up, chip syncing. Yeah, chip syncing. Well, yeah, that's chip syncing. I guess if you're syncing up the people with the chips, with the people with the chips, but also the lips with the doors. Yeah, but eventually you could if you're doing really, you know sort of pure chip syncing you could get rid of the lips altogether yeah and just okay. find <laughs> find things in which you could erase you know maybe replace people mm. or you know the moon mm. or you know um sort of t- the backs of turtles maybe turtles shot from above and you could replace all of that with chips oh no you're picturing crisp chips i was picturing uh cooked sort of fries um which is why that in 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 pro, you don't think you don't think they cook crisps? No, I don't. I don't think they do. No, no. Ah, I think yes. they have uh, a nice a slice spray. of oily raw potato. They don't. They don't <laughs> cook them. They've got some. It's cooking is too expensive, and they've invented yeah. a spray, which is cooked flavor, and it they just dehydrate them and then they spray on cook, cooked. Um, yeah. But it's you know cooked with a K, um, mm. in the middle, uh, and uh, it yeah uh, cooked does have a K <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is or are you talking C O O K K E D? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And it um and it, it it creates the sort of the 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 feeling of things being cooked. I think Hungry Jacks or Burger King do that but with smoky flavor i think there's just like a spray they just put on the meat or you know or mm. just like a chemical they just put in there that has i a think smoky they flavor. have the, also the sort of the griddle sometimes that like that mm. those black marks like you would get if you were yeah. actually is it what is it a flame grill or something yeah um, but also i but think in order for that to on. make sense you'd have to be getting your burger and then taking it apart and just like wiping sauce off of it and then getting a good look at that patty yeah (laughs) well we do that that's the aesthetic it's like you know it's like a on a movie set like people putting like stuff in the garbage can that's you know that that nobody's opening it's the level nobody's gonna open and look at yeah Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a level detail nobody cares about yeah yeah um well it's like that you know the the first um Bite is with the eye, yes, but the first look is with the teeth, and right. the teeth yep. as they're as they're biting through the burger. They can um, feel can flame they, grill they, indentation. Yes, correct. Painted black. Um, there's no fluorescent food, Alistair, and uh, that, that's that an oversight. So? That's true. I guess is that is that just trying to stop people from eating um, sort of glow sticks? Well, it doesn't stop people, does it? Doesn't it? No, I've eaten them. Have you eaten a glow stick? I'm pretty sure I've put glow stick. I've put glow stick in my mouth. Yeah, but like the liquid, you've put yeah, the liquid yeah. in your mouth. Have yeah, you really? Yeah. Pretty sure I was at some sort Is of a party where people were breaking open glow sticks and putting the glow stick chemical in their mouths and smiling and having glowing teeth. 
And um, wow, yeah, I feel like I may have I may have done that. I might have even been with the scouts. I think it was a scout camp. Um, I, it it wasn't an official activity. It wasn't you know. No, but I, I imagine if that's the worst thing that happened to you on at scout camp, then you did okay. The worst. <laughs> the worst thing I had to put into my mouth. The worst <laughs> stick that wasn't supposed to be. Anyway, look, I'm sorry, Alistair. I'm sorry. We're sorry, everybody. We haven't been coming up with sketch ideas today. We're just just having a chat today. I mean, we've got obviously the the white DJs going to Sentinel Island to I... try to appropriate. Are you? Can we? Can we absolutely guarantee that mouth yeah. on the side? Lip syncing with a um, a sliding door in a public space mm. isn't okay. a sketch idea. Okay, right? well, we, we probably can, yeah. Lip syncing, sliding doors. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could maybe get the tongue in on the action. Is there anything where a thing slides? You know, you know what would be interesting? Open and then something pokes in and out? I, don't, I mean, isn't, I guess, a, a butthole? No. Um, <laughs> Um, but um, but imagine this as well. Let's say you're mm. lip syncing. You know, after this episode, you go, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna try this." Um, mm. you know, and you're on the edge. Should I? Shouldn't I? And you go, "Yeah, I'm gonna download TikTok and make the first lip syncing sliding door video." Mm. Right, and you do it. And bang, it goes off, right? I don't know. It gets shared by Beck Petraeus, you know, internet celebrity yeah. Beck Petraeus. Sure, sure, sure. Who's a friend of the show gets and friend of the people on the show. Nick Mason uh, gives it a Nick gives Ma- it a bump. Yeah, Nick Mason gives it a bump. I'm, uh, is he on TikTok? Maybe. And um, and then it then it goes it goes haywire, right? Mm. And your life changes, right? But for those of us watching this happening to you. We get both scenarios where you decide not to and your life continues. And then when you decide to do it and your life changes and you become huge and you have to go to some TikTok um, conference where people pay 150 bucks just to be with you and you have your own interns Mm. and they're all getting you to do different sliding doors and things like that and and then we get to see, I don't know, I can't remember how that Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow movie ended. But, <laughs> um, do, uh, does, does both versions of you kiss at the end? I think it's something like that. A real, a real sliding doors moment there. Yeah. Yeah. Sliding, you dress up one of your lips, the top lip, as... Gwyneth Paltrow with short hair and the bottom lip is Gwyneth Paltrow with <laughs> with long hair. Brown brown hair, yeah. Yes. Brown short hair and, and blonde long hair, something mm. like that. Mm. But they both end up getting to kiss Daryl Hannah. Is that right? Does she die in one of them? I don't know. I can't remember. I haven't watched Sliding Door. Not Daryl Do Hannah. Think- John Hannah. John Hannah. Oh. Very different. Daryl Hannah sounded better, but... No. Um, do you think that your lips are constantly kissing each other? Yuck, Al. <laughs> In a way, or or are they kind of giving each other a halfy? Mm, that's really interesting. I know they're giving me a halfy. <laughs> um, mm, I'm just trying to I think it... experience it that right now. Mm. If you must, I'm running one lip over the other lip. Oh, well, I'm getting quite yeah, aroused. Mm. Well, that's the problem. Mm. I think mm, once yeah. you r- make this realization, mm. it will be difficult <laughs> not to be constantly aroused, not we, to be in a constant state of friskiness. Well, you see how um, horses move their lips. Mm. I feel like they've made this realization. They know absolutely yes. what's going on. Well, when you're locked in a big paddock by yourself for years at a time you gotta find ways to get your motor running your one horsepower motor <laughs> very good um, um and so i don't know is there look is it i know this is almost nothing 
but mm. are the lips kissing each other? Yeah. I mean... But could it, do you think it could start an epidemic of horniness? I think I this think realization, some kind of thing. You know, you that, that thing where you turn your head up upside down and you put a little, um, you put a little, uh, <laughs> some eyes on your chin, and yeah, and yeah, it yeah. makes the, it look like another person. You mean the best trick that's ever been created? Absolutely, one of the funniest maneuvers that can be achieved. Mm. Um, you know, there's a there is a you know there's a sense in which the if the chin could be a separate person, its own head, its own needs. I don't so know. So is this, is this if your if your lips kiss your chin? Um, no, no, just forget it. Just Alistair. at the bottom, that the bottom person, the the chin person controls the bottom lip, and the exactly. and you control the upper exactly lip. Exactly right. But then the kiss that you're achieving there doesn't isn't doesn't really match up conceptually with the way that people kiss in real life. No, but um, you know what you can do with your fingers though, is that you can kind of fold your lips into two lips oh. by just pinching the middle. Mm. Like yes, that. you're right. And then you can bring them together by smacking them like that. Well, now this feels down. like a four-way. <laughs> well, it feels like there's somebody else getting involved who's like, now you two kiss. <laughs> Almost like my hands. <laughs> my hands are the wives of my lips. <laughs> and they're trying to get their husbands to kiss. <laughs> Uh, terrific. Um, Have we talked about horsepower? But, mm. you know, horses don't just have the power to, um, to, to run and pull things. You know, they have other powers as well. That's true. Um, they have, they have, uh, you know, they have the power to make you want their friendship. Respect. Respect? You know, you want the respect of a horse. And I think that the, you know, we should, every every form of influence should be measured relative to the horse's capability in mm-hmm. that field of endeavour. So... Sure. You know, mental thought, intelligence should be measured in horsepower. In horsepower. Um, And so you basically, we find out how much the average horse can count. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And that is one unit. Mm. That number of computation, that amount of computation. One horse worth. One horsepower. Yeah. Of computational power. Mm. And that's instead of gigahertz or whatever, we measure the <laughs> the strength of our computers in horsepower. And I think that's good. Um, how much light is emitted by a horse? Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, you've yeah, got so to like... burn the horse or something like that. Yeah. A calorie should really yeah. be one horsepower. Right? Is how much food energy is contained mm. in eating an entire horse. Yeah. And I think those ones you actually, the way you find out the amount of calories in something is you actually put it in a thing and burn it. You do burn it. You burn a horse. So, yeah, a lot of your the horse suggestions do involve burning horses. Mm. <laughs> um, a lot of them do. But, yeah. but some of them don't. Some of them involve giving it maths problems to solve. What about a cow? How many horsepower is one cow? It's a really good question. Hmm. I guess it depends on the cow. But do you think your average cow has less power than a horse? Than one horse? Oh, ah, your average cow. I mean, because you look at an ox or something, right? An yeah, ox or a bull, an, and you're like, well, that's, I reckon, got more like strength 
than a, yeah. I think once you're on to oxen and yaks, we're we're looking we're talk we're we're back to talking about megafauna. I think mm. Mm. is horse Especially megafauna? Yak. Hey, I is don't horse... know if horse is megafauna. It's starting to think. I'm starting to think a horse might be megafauna. This whole um, time is horse megafauna. <laughs> I go- I Google megafauna a lot. Maybe maybe Clydesdale. Oh look, you know, oh yeah, the Shire horse could be megafauna, yeah. but maybe um the the regular horse. I mean, <laughs> if horse is megafauna, then does that make a Shetland pony megafauna? Because you know, once First you thing- get to that, then maybe a miniature horse is a megafauna, and then maybe megafauna starts to lose all meaning. Whoa! First thing that came up is this extinct animal. Looked like gorilla horse, but this is so tall. Wait, this thing is called a Paraceratherium, and it's like as tall as three rhinos, four rhinos maybe standing on top of each other. And it's a, it's a, it's a like a mammal. Yeah, it's like a horse type. Fucking mammal. hell! See, I'm so angry that doesn't exist. Um, but I'm furious. I think there was a North American rhino, woolly rhinoceros. The American type of rhino. Yeah, and then there it is. That's that para, paraceratherium. Oh, we're gonna have to look into that more. But I don't, I don't know whether a horse is megafauna. Megafauna. What's exciting to me about megafauna is because they're more real, recent. Um, you know, geologically, uh, you know chronologically speaking, than the dinosaurs. I feel like if we've got a chance of getting some DNA from any of them and resurrecting mm-hmm. them, we've got a better chance with your megafaunas, your mammals, than we ever had with mm-hmm. your dinosaurs. And so your Jurassic Parks could very well be giant. I mean, l- look at it this way. We're wiping out the animals that we do have we're probably never going to actually be able to bring back anything long extinct. No, we can, we can bring back things that can make money. That's true. <laughs> we're wiping out ones that aren't making any money. Mm. Um, it, I think. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I think horses might be megafauna. Really? Yeah, they're North American megafauna. But then what about this megafauna? Fauna? Is that anything? Maga. Maga. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Make American great again. Fauna. I guess that's what those. That's what those idiots are. But. Oh. But. Um. Well, I mean, when I'm trying to bring, I mean, if the if the MAGA campaign to make America great again was about mm. bringing back megafauna, because that's really what it would be. Like, you know, if there if one of the platforms of of the Trump campaign was to um, bring back that giant North American rhino, uh, yeah. I guess I'd have a different. I mean, I wouldn't a hundred percent. Rule it out for that for for him to throw that in to the campaign somewhere. Well, I mean, part of his campaign was like anti-expert and anti, you know, people who, you know, I guess know what they're doing and stuff like that. Mm. So <laughs> it wouldn't be that crazy to think of megafauna as what we once thought of. Mm. Uh, as the extinct big idiot, mm. right? Yeah, and because when he when he came to power, the, every they really came out. They really the big idiots. They really the yeah. big idiots. He brought yeah. them back. They really came into 
you know, into front front stage, and you know all these big idiots who we thought were gone, um, and uh, a lot but, of a lot of um, views that we thought were extinct. And that's right. you know, if you can resuscitate Nazis, well, why not also North American rhinos? I uh, I like it. It's, it's I am not, considering not... starting a political party, yeah, which is exclusively <laughs> megafauna based. Something that we sure. can all agree on. Yeah, yeah, I I would like that. The green parties, they're all about protecting the environment we have. Well, I'm even more conservative, which is yeah, that I want to go of... back to the environment that we used to have. I'm kind of combining conservatism and conservation. And, and the green movement. And yeah, the green I movement. That's, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, you know, like old growth trees, right? Mm. You're not for the ones that are still here. You're no. th- you're for the ones that have died off long the, ago. A long gone. And you say the glory bring days. them back. Bring them back. Bring again. back yeah. those five thousand year old trees mm-hmm. that have never been cut down. And it's maybe it's impossible, but I'm 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 dreaming, and I'm. I think if it's a it's a party that just buys public land to revegetate it with. Um, long gone animals. So I guess if in Australia your platform could be uh you know I mean an easy one. This is not quite I'm not sure if this is megafauna but bringing back the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, bringing back that giant campaign. wombat one. Yep. Diprotodon. God I love You know, it. people are going to want to see this. Yeah. Probably more than they would want to see a dinosaur. <laughs> well, <laughs> Probably more than they're gonna that than we can be bothered what seeing koalas again, or anything like that. Yeah, but so, we're gonna also bring back giant koalas. Were there were there other koala type things? Yeah, probably, probably. I'm or also, we I'm, could just engineer big koalas. I think, I think this is good. I'm an aspirational environment party. Mm. You know, it's a party. It, you could have a coalition. The megafauna greens, the conservative greens, mm. and you could have these futuristic greens, who actually da- who actually tamper with nature a lot <laughs> in in quite unethical ways. So then you capture the green movement, well, you, ca- I- you capture the conservative movement, and you capture the people who are forward looking. And well, I I don't know that the actual greens. I think I don't think they'd be a big fan of what we're trying to do. Sure, but, but some of them are going to vote for you by accident. Yeah, that's of the true. word green. <laughs> Great. Um, um, let's let's let's. I think that's a sketch idea, Alistair. Yeah. What, so what, what were they actually called? The conservative greens. Let's just put that down. Yeah. Hyper conservative, historical. Preserving environments um, long, long gone. I want to buy as much land as I can and revegetate it with the the flora and fauna of the lost supercontinent of Pangaea. I will bring back megafauna lost to uh, you know to humans arriving, and because the humans ate them, and I will let you eat them. Mm, that is also a big part. Find of out how delicious. They were there to be wiped off the face of this earth. Mm. I mean, most I mean, the bigger things get, do they? They don't generally get more delicious, do they? That's not a cows. Cows, that's true. But aren't baby cows more delicious? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I don't. No. Well, I don't know. I don't think uh, necessarily. But, but lamb is more delicious than um, than mutton. Than mutton, right? Yeah, maybe, but the, but but we could still kill the young of this me- these mega. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's all I need. That's all I needed yeah. to hear. I mean, if Terrific. that's what you're worried about. Yeah, that was what, that was what I was worried. We're not even going to let them get to be big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we could engineer them to be even bigger, so that the young are the size of what the old ones used to oh, be. Ah, this is the perfect. Um, crossover platform for my two new greens parties. Yeah. 
my coalition of greens parties. Mm. Yours is a different shade of green. That's right, deep green. You know, one lighter and like one's like lime lime green, and the other one is sort of a dark, you know, like a deep forest. Fucking fluoro green, mate. Fluoro, yeah, fluoro yeah. green for the futuristic one. Yeah, and sort of like you know, like ancient fern green. Mm. Are there any? Have you ever met a woman called Fern? Yeah, we both knew a woman called Fern, didn't we? Fern? Oh, oh yeah. There is. There is. There's. Oh, there's a Scottish comedian called Fern. Fern Brady. Fern Brady. There you go. There you go. She's very funny. Do you know any Lavernes? Never met a Laverne, Alistair. No. Wish I had. Never met a Laverne. Wish I had. Yeah. No, me too. Met a few Lorettas. Lorettas, really? Were they all Italian? No, no. One was from Papua New Guinea. Really? By yeah. way of Italy? No, no. She was she was Papuan. She was from Papua. By way of Papua? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, went to high school with her. She was cool. Really? That's yeah. very cool. We did ceramics together. So she was Tasmanian s- by way of Pap- Papua? That's correct. There you go. Yeah. Um, how um, many sketch ideas do we have, Alistair? Sorry? How many sketch ideas do we have? I One, don't want, two, I don't want three, you to think four, that I'm five. reaching. No, no, no. I mean, there is five there. I feel like we need one more before we go into mm. our... Sure. But we unless you think... It, unless you think that the three words could inspire two ideas. It's always possible. It, it happens often. You know, and we haven't had a short episode for a while. No. You know, so we'll, look, we could give it a go. Uh, now, Andy, I don't know if you know this, but we have uh, listeners. <laughs> and yeah. this, they sometimes... Every time, this surprises me. They sometimes can uh, donate to our Patreon if they want for three bucks, and they can get uh, three words that they can submit to inspire a sketch idea. And that has happened. That has happened. This and is uh, incredible. By, by the less listener, but not lessener... Um, Robert Gosselin. Hey, Robert. Hello, Gos- Bobby. Gosselin? It's the Goss, mate. The Goss. Yes. And uh, Robert has submitted three words. Do you want to try to guess what the first word is? Yep. Um, retort. No. Uh, it's perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. Shaped. Very close. Andy, you got the first three letters and then one of the other letters. Wow. It's sharp. Perfectly sharp. Okay. You can get this last one, Andy. Yes. Wit? No. Sphere. (laughs) Perfectly sharp sphere. Oh, that is so good. Because my first instinct then was I was thinking about that, like and I was like, okay, well, a sphere. I guess you would sharpen it by by smoothing it, mm. right? But that makes it it blunter. Is a sphere the bluntest a thing can be? Because yeah, it feels like it's up there. It doesn't have any corners. Yeah. Than that, it's it's gonna have you know those are approaching points, and that's dangerously appro- approaching sharpness. Sure, but, but also when a when a when a cannonball say goes through a wall, yeah, that's sharpness, right? I it's, I it's, guess it, it is. I guess it's a sharpness that allowed it to get through that. Well, I mean, it's a kind of it's kind of smashing, right? I know, but, but like if you <laughs> zoom in to to. A, 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 you know, a microscopically close view of the the sharp, the cutting edge of anything. I think mm. it's just smashing on a smaller scale, isn't it? Like the, yeah, the sharpest but... of knives, they're just smashing their way through at a small scale, and so maybe sharpness yeah. doesn't exist. Maybe there's no well, you such know what, thing as sharpness. You know what's occurred to me is that let's say, like, just this is just my attempt at a definition between the difference between sharp and blunt mm. right but but blunt that passes through something right a sharpness will probably start splitting at the midpoint of the sharp object right 
where the where the blade is, right? Yes. But something that is blunt will probably be the where it breaks will be outside of where the impact zone is as the middle the part where the impact is is sort of pushed through and the outer layer of that is where it kind of all the stress is it might also be more likely to just break where the weak points are in the thing that it's hitting that's true rather than i mean you know, there'd be i was m- picturing i was picturing a homogeneous material ah well that's always you always do that Homo- homogeneous <laughs> Um, homogeneous homogeneous you are a homogeneous Alistair thank you one of the many smart sapiens around yeah. Andy um, uh, I, so I'm a homogeneous I, mean, I wonder how sharp you can get something and whether or not you, there's a limit to the sharp there would be right yeah, the but, limit to the be- sharpness of something would be the plank length you could have we could release a range of knives Right, mm. that are so sharp that they are sharp to the plank length, Alistair. Mm. Have we already talked about this? That you couldn't put I them think... down because they just cut through the crowd and fall to the center yeah. of the earth. Well, no, that, that is, is a bit different. like our teleportation shovel idea. But this is a totally new idea, right? This is sure. a, a knife that we're advertising on um, daytime television that is so sharp that you can't put it down. Because um, it doesn't just cut through the shoe, mm. right? It keeps going through the table, um, down, down, through. I really the layers like this infomercial. And then it's a person who can never put this knife down. <laughs> <laughs> my hand is so tired, but then they just kind of rest it on the thing. But it's like, but now all the stress is just on my wrist. Well, well, then. And that's why they're trying to sell it on this infomercial. They only have one knife. They only, yeah. And they and need somebody cursed. to take it. <laughs> and they just need to, they just need to sell them on how sharp it is. Mm. I mean, I the, if you, you'd think the handle would stop it from from going from I going guess if down. You put it, if you put it down upside down, <laughs> mm. you know that could be good. But but I guess it's probably one plank length the whole blade. Yeah, but what about the handle? The handle can't be be plank no. sharp. No, you're right. Yeah, look, I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with that issue. But no, maybe we don't need to bring that up. Let's not bring it up. <laughs> um, blade um, so sharp, and it's just, I mean, it it seems like something that you would, you would, you would wish for. From a from a genie, you know, like genies always. I think the reason they limit it to three wishes is they know that after three wishes, people's wishes would probably just get stupid, right? <laughs> because you know, an infinitely sharp knife that wouldn't yeah. be on your top ten wishes, sure. No. By the time you get down to like wish one hundred, yeah. I think that you're going to get a few things like that creeping in. Yeah, and yeah, and but that's that's also quite a fun idea. Is the infinite, the infinite wish genie? Maybe talking to a three wish genie. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the the infinite wish genie would be like, yeah. Well, when they start to get into some of those deep wishes, that's where the truth really lies. You get some, you get to really know a person when they're making their three thousandth wish. Hmm. Then you get yeah, down and, to and, it. And, and what, he's like really looking for a connection with this in this master-slave relationship? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I guess you got to find something. you got to find your kicks wherever you can get them. Yeah. But I mean, um, like, how how long do you think, how deep into a wishing, a wishing binge do you think you go, can you get this, can you remove this mole? Start like asking. Sometimes you'll just be asking for little things. You go, oh, moisten my lips. Yeah, you'd just be asking to pick things up for you. <laughs> Can yeah. you bring me the remote? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some point, it's just like the genie becomes an extension of your body that you control with your so, mouth. Yeah. Just like a, 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 they just become a butler at some point? Well, 
The problem is, would you be, if you had a genie like that, an infinite wish genie, uh, yeah. would you be, like, if you had to wish for things, say, out in public, do you think you'd be ashamed to <laughs> to be like, genie, and that everybody could see you talking to a, you know, maybe just, a, maybe it is just a person in sort of weird fake Arabian Nights Yeah, <laughs> okay. And you're saying things like that, you know. Nobody knows that genies are real. This you're, is just something that you do. But you can't, maybe you can't, you know, one of the few wishes, things you can't wish is to, for the genie to change. Change his outfit. Yeah. I think, you know, it would be really embarrassing when you're at the checkout at the supermarket and there's not enough money on your card and you have to, you know, sometimes you have to transfer money from a different account, but like when you have to wish for more money from your genie, you know, everyone, everyone's problem. looking at you and judging you. That's really embarrassing. Yeah, well, he had to wish and, for more money. And what's embarrassing is that because you had infinite wishes, you never thought of doing that one wish where it's like, I just want to have infinite money. But imagine you that you also wish that. for, you inf- you wish for infinite money and you completely crash the economy. Course, you devalue the currency, and suddenly nobody can pay for groceries anymore. I mean, would that happen in, until you started? Like, if you didn't pay, if you didn't spend all that money as liquid money, like this is like those people who you tell me about who have all that Bitcoin from really early on in the Bitcoin thing, where mm. they probably just have what hundreds of billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many people have it, but I think there is there is definitely some big money in there. Yeah, like I mean, I guess if you think of somebody who has a hundred Bitcoin, um, and they're all worth ten thousand each, um, well, that's that? that's two a million. Zeros. That's a million. Well, you could have way more than that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't. I yeah. I don't know what the how much the whales actually have, but right. I mean, yeah, but. But you know, yeah, I think, I think there are people who do have like two thousand Bitcoin and, and what's not. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, for some reason I was like, I'm afraid now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know this stuff. I can't. There must be lots of people who have lots of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, but I guess if the money came, it depends how it comes. Because if you ask for infinite money and it comes in cash, then suddenly it's pouring out onto the streets. Mm. Well, yeah. You... But if you ask for it and it goes into a bank account then the bank is aware of how much money is in your bank account. But then the bank wouldn't be able to actually keep the number infinity, would they? In the <laughs> no. In the bank system, right? You couldn't no. store the number infinity. And so that would crash that bank system. And then by the rules of magic, that money would have to go into a different bank system. Well, the problem right? is and that it, it would crash end, that it w- and it would continue to crash every computer system on the earth. But it would come up as an have- error. <laughs> people would be like oh there's an error this number just went up in an infinite amount right well, and so then they would just go oh we'll just fix that there's a computer bug yes but then you wouldn't have any money now right if they fixed that's the, right yeah you 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 so i don't think that it would be i don't think it would be possible to wish for infinite money <laughs> Such a stupid conversation, but like I think you could. I think we're discovering right that there are other limitations on the wishes that aren't specified in the first three rules that Robin Williams gives in Aladdin. Yeah, that's right. Well, because no wishing for more wishes, no bringing people back from the dead, and can't make people fall in love. Well, also you can't wish for infinite thing, infinite money. Yeah, yeah. Because it would it would destroy the universe. Yeah, and then also you've got to be really careful that you don't say "I wish I was dead." Yes, you know, as a joke, because you would say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you got to be go, really careful of that. You know, like you drop your fork, you go, "Ugh, I wish I was dead." Yeah, like that, and then Jesus Christ, you're dead now. Well, fortunately, one of my first three wishes was um, I wish that I will never drop my fork again. (laughs) (laughs) 
and good because I thought it was going to be something. It was one of those that... tricky genies. He turned my hand into a fork. Oh no! Or like sticks mm. super glues forks to your hand. <laughs> you know, or you've got a fork forever in your mouth or something. And then so, you fall forward and it sticks into the back of your head and then you die and you say, oh, I wish I was dead. So that's kind of like a non-magical genie, right? Where he's not magic, but he'll just do his best to make whatever you wish come true. right? <laughs> and he'll take as long as it takes. He'll take as long as it takes. So you you might wish to never drop your fork again. He'll just super glue a fork to your hand. Mm. You wish to be the prince of... Egypt, and he'll, you know, set about selectively murdering and, um, you know, paying off people in the royal mm. family and... Maybe trying to forge ancient documents, mm. things like that. Yeah, I like that, you know, and his only power is that he has a sort of a, a comfortable pension and a, yeah. all the free time. <laughs> He was a former politician, so he's got that got that government yeah. pension. Yeah. And he decides to become a genie. It's <laughs> like a, a powerless genie. Mm. Not powerless, just the powers of uh, of you know, a mortal man. When you're a when you're a child, this is the role of the parent. It yeah. is to be a powerless genie. Where well, it's you like having just do everything you're told. A new dad. But yeah. who really who wants have, to impress you? Yeah, but who you don't have to love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the burden of having to love all those people. Well, just um, that one dad. Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't assuming that these families have only a mother and a father. Thank you. And I wasn't assuming that they only have two parents. Great. Or, I lost a third thing that makes me sound really on top of it. <laughs> um, um, I think we got somewhere, Al. I think we got somewhere. Yeah, great. Yeah, Andy. I think that really sharp knife, that could be something. Yeah, no, that's a good infomercial. Yeah. You know, it'd be one of those infomercials where somebody, you know, gets increasingly panicked and desperate yeah. and whatever. That's a great format. All right, I'll take us through the sketch ideas. Oh, um, please don't. White DJs going to Sentinel Islands to try to appropriate their music, you know? Yes. That's great. Um, we got lip syncing sliding doors. <laughs> that's the new <laughs> that's the new f- fad. Lips uh, from one mouth kissing each other constantly. Oh. The aware, the world becoming awareness creates an a, an epidemic of horniness, becoming aware of those wet, glossy right there, pink. And I mean, this could be a religious your thing face. that where a religion decides that you're never allowed to close your mouth because of the yep. sin of kissing your own lips, which is mm-hmm. a form of masturbation. <laughs> That's right. It's a form of masturbation. <laughs> It's the first base of masturbation. (laughs) It's the first base towards the home run of hell, towards hell. Um, Then we've got MAGA fauna, which brought back the big idiots. Oh, I didn't know that was a sketch idea. I think so. I think, look, we could say that in a way, um, the Trump presidency was like, a Jurassic Park mm. that just brought back the megafauna. Yep. The walls went and down. The walls went down. The protections they, were switched off. And people are in their cars and and these things started stomping towards them. There are all, all our waters have gone gotten drippy and vibrating. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm just redirect I'm just <laughs> I'm just describing the ba- the main scene. We're all, all in our, our cars. Water's gotten drippy. Yeah. Hey, by the way, in that scene in Jurassic Park. Yep. Right. When they're in the car and it stops, and I know the car is on track is on a track of some sort. Mm. Right. 
that the one that goes into there. But when the T-Rex is coming, it's stamping, right? It's stamping and the little drips appear and the little ripples of drips appear oh, in okay, the cup. Okay, that's what you meant by all our water's yeah. gone dripping. All is, yeah, all our water's gone dripping. You mean our cup dripping. of tea is shaking. Yeah, but I think it's just a cu- plastic cup of water, isn't it? Right, okay. But are they driving in a car with just an open cup of water? <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, that right there is indicative of the overall lack of safety precautions, which is ultimately going to lead to the downfall of this. I mean, when they got into that car, they should have known. I guess they should have got straight out an open cup of water. Was it just, I guess it was just in a cup holder. That cup holder would have been filled very quickly with that liquid. Now I don't, I don't remember this scene because I don't know if I've ever even actually watched it. I've probably been too scared to to <laughs> to, to actually watch it. So, I mean, I'm assuming you're describing this accurately, and I'd invite the listeners to. Yeah, look, I'm not sure. I have to go back and and rewatch it. I could, but you're right. I that's be, that's wild. Com- I could be completely misremembering this, but I'm going to go and find it later. Um, but you know what? We should do a podcast where you watch movies that you're too scared to watch. Well, I just found out that Reply All is doing this. Really? Yeah, they have a spin-off podcast where um, one of the guys watches movies that he's too scared to watch. Oh, gosh. But my ones would just be m- regular movies that everyone else is already <laughs> watching. Yeah. It would just be a regular movie podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. We can't. We can't just add to that pantheon. Mm. Can't step on those toes. There's a lot of toes there. That's too many toes to step on. Um, we've got the conservative Greens, which are bringing back the megafauna. That's their yes. political party. And we've got a blade so sharp that you can't put it down. Infomercial, and we got the non-magical genie. Is it all good, is, Al? Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Perfect sketch ideas. Boo doo. Boo doo. Boo doo. Boo doo. Boo doo. Boo Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm Alistair George William Trombley Virtual. I'm Andy. And you can find us on Twitter. And I'm at Alistair TV. He's on what? Stupid old Andy. Yeah, and we're at Two and Tank. You can find us at Two and Tank on Instagram. I'm at mm. A Trombley Birchall. Um, mm. You can like us on, you know, review us and things like that. I haven't had a review for so long. I mean, this, I know these times are tough, so I don't want to be pushing this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, times are tough. I don't want to. <laughs> Oh, we so, put yeah. so much more effort into uh, begging for reviews than we do into pushing the Patreon or anything. That's... Yeah, well, you can check out the Patreon. You know, you can support it. There's so much content on there. Lots of Sci-Fi Try Guys, which we're going to do another one this month. Oh, boy, yeah. we are. Yeah, we were going to do another one last month, but then something happened. But now yeah, the thing that's going to happen is that we're going to do it. But what we did month. put up was a really old sketch show of ours from 2011, from before we did the podcast um it was a sketch show that we did together live it's very lo-fi it's you know look it can't be very good but i reckon some of it is deeply embarrassing yeah but you can see us in our young state yeah we Um, look good better better i think i probably don't have good hair in any way (laughs) um thank you i had a nice blue t-shirt yeah, that sounds like you. And we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.